to the Con Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by A-Team Concessions. Find out more about them by searching on Facebook. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Stephanie Weekman of Indiana Public Radio. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? On July 23rd, they'll be hosting a webinar by Sue Godfrey. What? Yes. Sue? Sue Godfrey. Uh, she is going to talk about rest for increased productivity. Wait, she's talking about being lazy? No, not lazy. Resting. It's important to take rest. I know some of us, Matt Howell, don't understand what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but occasionally, people rest, and I, it helps them be I productive. Rest on Sunday, like a like a good working farm boy. Well, it's, although this past Sunday you mowed the grass, so well it had to be done. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so, okay, right. so resting. Yes, resting. Do you get the Sunday evening blues? Like, oh, I have to go to work on Monday or whatever. I'm not a teacher, so no. Well, <laughs> I'd have the Sunday evening blues too if I was a teacher. Monster.com survey says that 76% of people do. In fact, the World Health Organization has recently classified burnout as a disease. So it seems unavoidable, but it isn't. We can create intentional times of rest. Research shows that we are able to be more productive and healthier when we schedule rest. So Sue is going to share tips from her sabbatical, sharing tools to help you become both more rested and productive. In her presentation, Sue will share tools, tips, and practices you can incorporate into your daily life and into the life of your team to prevent burnout. Oh, I'm sorry. I was resting. (laughs) Ah, I'm just kidding. You're so funny. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio with us, we have Stephanie Wickman from Indiana Public Radio. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. I'm good. Good. You have the radio voice. I know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I also answer my phone with my radio voice, apparently, or when somebody asks for the weather, I also use my radio voice. Now, Very I good. used to be in radio, and a lot of people comment to me that, oh, well, you have a radio voice and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well. because yeah, I used to I be in radio. I was the overnight weekend guy, you know? I was... <laughs> <laughs> I used to be the traffic director, the one who yeah. like programmed the spots and the commercials and stuff. So. And when I first started, I used to have two distinct voices. I used to have a speaking voice and a radio voice. And I asked Dan Sollers, who's been there for a long time, um, if that ever changed. And he said it took about 10 years for his two voices to meld. And that was about the same for me. It's oh. taken about 10 to 12 years for it to meld uh, and kind of get a hybrid of both. Awesome. Our 16-year-old was in here the other day, and I was leaving a message, a voicemail for somebody, and he was like, you 
don't sound like a huge real person you sound he's like you kind of sound like a recording i'm like is that a good thing or a bad thing he's like you sound very professional i'm like well good that's that's what i'm trying to do i don't know it's my work voice well tell us a little bit about yourself now you're not a most monsonian are you? i'm not no um i'm a native of illinois i come from manuka illinois and the claim to fame is nick offerman's hometown okay, uh, okay. And what, one of my claim to fames is uh nick's dad was an eighth grade history teacher my eighth grade history teacher wow uh, so think of ron swanson's patriotism in the class giving you very hard tests <laughs> awesome um, so i went from there to college in virginia washington and lee university and then i came to muncie for work i knew i wanted to work at an npr station and they had a host slot available and took a chance on a 22 year old now tell me about the tattoo about college like that was a big deal. It was. Um, I, I really enjoy my alma mater. Um, nowadays, Washington and Lee is named for George Washington and Robert E. Lee. Uh, Robert E. Lee was president of the university right after the Civil War and died there. So we are going through an identity crisis. There's yeah. an alumni um, push to change the name of, of the university, which there has been for the last 50 years. The journalism school was my home. It's where I figured out who I was, how I wanted to be. Um, I wanted to be a print journalism until I, I got there. Um, I learned about NPR. Um, I got to be on the student radio station. So it was a big part of figuring out who I was. And so I, I got a tattoo to my alma mater and everybody's like, that's weird. I was like, there's a few of us who have them. <laughs> I it's pretty so. cool. I've seen it. It's cool. in the shape of a W, right? Uh, it's a, it's the, what they call it a trident. It's a W and an L over the top. So it looks like a trident. And then I've got a pair of headphones, uh, radio headphones around it. Oh, that's cool. I've like got that. a friend who uh, ran, ran cross country for W and L and he has a trident with uh, the cross country wings. Very cool. Neat. I like that. So when did you move to Muncie for this job? The day before the election in 2007. Okay. Uh, and as a journalist, uh, the election is a big deal. Yeah, those are big days. Uh, so, that, <laughs> so that my first day, um, I got introduced to Anderson, Indiana as a concept. And then the next day I covered their mayoral election. Okay. <laughs> no, who, who was running back then? It was Kevin Smith, who was the incumbent, and he was beat by uh, Chris Ackerman. Uh, I remember a, that in a, game. Big, in a big It was upset. a big, yeah, it was um, a big deal. The Democratic headquarters at the time, you could still smoke indoors, um, so it was smoky place. <laughs> Wait a this is 2007. It is. Uh, <laughs> in Indiana, place, yeah. Peanuts on the floor, <laughs> and they they saw my microphone, and I was, I was, I'm still very timid. I'm not a very confrontational person. They saw my microphone, and they're like, oh, she needs to get up front. So all of these 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 large gentlemen football pushed me up to the front so I could record his victory speech. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> I've been here for close to 13 years. So 13 years. What's uh what are some memorable stories you've you've had to cover? Oh my goodness. Um do you remember the dam project in 2015? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was big. Uh that was big for our entire coverage area going to a lot of different meetings because every single or uh, every single locality had to Yeah, that was a, over yeah, a year. They all had to have meetings, yeah. and, meetings oh. and different things. Exactly. In 2011 we partnered with the Star Press to do a, a series on child abuse, which is a very important topic, but that entire month that we were doing it was very, very very trying. Um, yeah, it, that would be like some heavy yeah. stuff to cover. Uh, I'm a child abuse survivor, so I took a lot of it home. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't leave it at the door at the end of the day. And then despite sometimes some of the ridiculousness that goes on in local government, I like covering local government. I always have, even since college, because weird stuff happens. In my college town and in Muncie, weird stuff happens. It doesn't always happen everywhere. I'm rarely bored. I'm always entertained. Yeah, there's always something going on. Exactly. Yeah. So tell us about growing up in Illinois and your family makeup there. 
Um, this is where I kind of get sad for a little bit. Okay. Um, I have one. I have one younger sister that I don't talk to anymore for for family reasons. Um, my parents divorced when I was five. My mom remarried when I was six, and my stepdad was abusive. Um, so we moved a lot to either get away from him or go back to him. Uh, that wasn't great. My dad stayed a bachelor until I was twenty five. Then he married my stepmom. So I got four adult step siblings at twenty five. Okay. Wow. Uh, so it's a very strange makeup, but. Um, I did have good parts of my childhood. Um, my dad and my grandma lived on a family farm that we've had since 1874. Okay. Um, so I had childhood idyllic playing in the orchard and out in the fields with my cousins. So that was kind of fun. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. So what do you like to do for fun? I'm an avid reader. That's that's really um, when I'm, you know, unless I'm like Netflixing or Huluing, uh, most of the time I'm reading. I've got a nice setup inside. I've got a nice setup on the front porch. Um, I'm at the library all the time. Um, I even uh, picked up my boyfriend at the library. He's a librarian. Awesome. Um, I tell everybody <laughs> that I, uh, I picked him up in the fiction section and put him on permanent loan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so what's something you failed at and what have you learned? This is the question that I couldn't No one can answer, answer. this question. That's yeah. why I should just take it off the list. <laughs> um, the closest I can come is I'm not a very confrontational person because of, of how I was raised. And sometimes I, I work with student news reporters. I'm, I'm their main editor. Um, I'm their main assignment editor. Sometimes we get journalists who come in and they love softball questions. And they'll turn in pieces without any real depth and meat to it. Uh, in NPR, that doesn't, that doesn't work real well. And I keep trying to tell them, do more research. Ask this question. Ask that question. And sometimes I'm not forceful enough and they graduate being mediocre at their questions and I don't like that it it makes me sad because I want to give them the best possible clips to get a job I want to give them the best possible skills there are other professors at Ball State that hopefully will fill that gap but personally for me it feels like a failure now of course you're in the news industry so tell me about the current climate and fake news and all that kind of stuff. What's your take on what has been happening over the past four years? It's been really sad, and I've been on the lookout. The The enemy of the people talk um, has been really dangerous for a lot of journalists. For local journalists like me, since you all know me and, and see me at things, um, or at least know my name or my voice, it's a little bit easier. And I've always had a problem with, with some politicians um, dodging questions. Mm-hmm. It's a thing in the industry. Um, I wish I le- learned sooner. Um, th- one of the questions that you sometimes ask is, you know, what did you wish you knew sooner? Mm-hmm. I wish I knew how to get it back on track when you ask them a question and they answer what they want to answer and right. just ignore your question. So there's been a lot of that. In this kind of news climate, I've had to get a little bit more forceful in making people answer questions, even if they don't want to, but try to to do it in a respectful way. Um, It's worked locally um, on the national scene, and sometimes it's a little harder. Have you run into any pushback because you're a woman in the newsroom? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) I have, uh, and sometimes it's been other journalists when I plug into a press box um, at an event, and I'm like, oh, this sounds terrible. Maybe, you know, I asked the, the operator to adjust it, and I've had male journalists, oh, no, it's fine because of this and that and the other thing. From listeners, because I'm a woman, women voices get judged Mm -hmm. very harshly. So I've had listeners call or write in. I got a postcard a couple couple months ago um, (laughs) from another lady who said that I sounded pretentious on the air. And she was of the age where she probably grew up with like Walter Cronkite giving the news on, Mm -hmm. uh, on TV. And my guess is my pretentiousness in a male voice she probably would have called authoritative right or comforting right um so that there's there's been 
there's been some of that. Um, but I do enjoy a good local audience who likes the the other two ho- the other two main hosts on our air are males, um, so they like the variants in voices. Now, this is a fun question. I follow you on social media, and I know the studio uh, looks out onto the students there at the Letterman building. Tell me about that, some of the students that uh, do funny things in front of the window. Don't realize that other people can <laughs> yes. see them. Um, we do have a glass window that looks out into into the hallway. Um, there's a bench right underneath that. Um, so sometimes they'll sit there, and I can see what they're playing on their phones or, or their um, or their laptops. Some students are watching porn in, in, a, in an <laughs> in academic a building place. while they're waiting for classes. I don't understand. Um, I've seen breakups. I've seen makeouts. Um, I've seen people riding uh, skateboards down mm-hmm. the hallway. Uh, Not like, supposed to do that, right? No, no. But it's, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm sitting on a, on a severe weather alert. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, two or three students just zoom by. I'm like, oh, that's fun. What are some of the hours that you've, you've had to... Uh, Work because I know if there's a severe uh, weather right. instance, things like well, that, like, you've got to come in. The and news also, doesn't stop just because we all go to bed. <laughs> and also, talk to me about the, the the COVID months that have just happened and what your hours and how you dealt with all that. Normally, uh, because I host in the afternoons uh, from four to six or four to seven p.m., coming a little bit later, except when there are morning meetings. And you're right, we cover severe weather with a human being. And so I've I've been at two or three o'clock in the morning, and there's a tornado watch for one or two of our counties we have about 12 counties that we that we come in for severe alerts uh, there was one time I was just about ready to go to bed it was 11 o'clock at night there was a tornado watch that was issued I went in I stayed all night um, I gave Stan a high five at five o'clock in the morning when he came in <laughs> and went to bed with COVID I have been the only um, regular everyday um, in the office person uh, Stan and Stephen are both um, at high risk in categories for high risk for COVID uh, so they've been doing things from home it's really difficult with our equipment to do things from home. Uh, when you hear Stan in the morning, I'm very glad he gets to do it from home. He's got a home studio. He's an audio professor. It's great. But that's the work of about three different people to get that on the air. News never quits, and I'm the only full-time reporter. So I like being in the office. It forces me to get into kind of that news mindset. Um, I do everything live. And then since Governor Holcomb during COVID had been doing those daily press conferences, we can't automate that. We need somebody in there live. So I was already in the office. So that's what I did. Okay. Now, you were the only one there, right? I was. Um, and For a while. <laughs> a few of my coworkers have been coming back once or twice a week. They're turning on lights. They're making noise. <laughs> You're like, what is this? They're using the microwave. Um, it was, I've been kind of haunting the place for the past couple of months. And, I, and I'm a really big introvert when I'm not on the radio. Uh, so that was okay with me. Yeah. You've moved in like a chair and you've just got it all set up the way you want it. I moved wanted. in an armchair from the break room. <laughs> um, I run around barefoot. Uh, you know, uh, OSHA rules be, you know, ignored during a pandemic. I've I've flouted the dress code and just wore casual clothes like you do when you work from home. It's been great. Uh, Sometimes it's been a little spooky. A few days ago, uh, two of the custodial staff came in to test the fire alarms and they didn't realize that anybody was there. So I just started hearing all these weird noises. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I have to go figure out what that is. And I startled them. They're like, oh, we didn't know anybody was here. Now, what's your relationship with uh, WCRD, the the student-run radio station there? Anything or it depends. It depends really on the on the students there. Um, sometimes we steal their students. Um, they'll they'll get kind of their chops at, at WCRD uh, with the with the voice and with uh, learning basic news, and then they will come down to us for a little bit more professional existence. Uh, in the past, depending on who the GM is, they've come and asked us for help. They've come and asked us for equipment. So we uh, we're ready to to help in any in any way. We can. And now it's time for the lightning round where we ask quick questions for quick answers. 
First question, what's your favorite band or artist? Florence and the Machine. Okay. Nice. I like that album Lungs. Yes. I love That was amazing. I love independent female presenting artists who who play their own instruments and write their own lyrics. It's just great. I love it. Have you seen them in concert? I'm not a concert person. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a listen to the album in a comfortable place with really good pair of headphones kind of person. Very good. That's understandable. What kind of headphones do you have? I prefer, I, I've got I've got a, a couple of earbuds, but I prefer the Sony MDR 7506s. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Okay. <laughs> you probably are the only person who has a favorite pair of headphones, <laughs> but that's that comes with the job. So are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm a night owl, and usually I have to tell myself to put the book down after the end of a chapter. Hardest question, what's your favorite book? Again, loaded question. Um, for the <laughs> for the last couple of years, um, about every year, I keep picking up Celeste Ng's Everything I Never Told You. And I also have really big love for all the science books written by Mary Roach. I love those books. Mm-hmm. They are great. I've read them all, and they're just fabulous. Exactly. <laughs> And her footnotes are, are perfect. They are fabulous. They're, they're just funny little tidbits of things that she, that, that don't really, don't really fit don't necessarily, really fit. but she still wants to include them. Exactly. Yeah. They're really fun. Have you ever met anyone famous? I'm sure you have. Yes. Because of my job. I think one of my favorite non-job related famous um, people is uh, I got to eat dinner with Cornell West in college uh, when he came and spoke. Um, he's a very deep thinker. And the questions that we had uh, at the dinner table were, were way deeper than other speakers that came to college. What's your guilty pleasure? I watch ASMR videos on YouTube to uh, to calm down and relax. Okay. <laughs> those, I know some people super dig those and it's like calming to your brain. But like for me, when I listen to those, it just makes my skin crawl. <laughs> now, now, what are some of your favorite... Triggers. They're called triggers. Um, I like close-up whispering, ear-to-ear, uh, mic scratching, and tapping on things like cork and wood. But there are other triggers that make people cringe. I can't stand eating. I don't want to hear their lip like... Yeah. Or uh, they call them mouth sounds. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear I that. I can't stand that. It just yeah. gives me the willy. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole goosebumps. community, but uh, it works for me to, to calm me down. Awesome. So Zuzu had gotten into uh, those videos, and I believe they're where everything's like crackly. They're like and unwrapping, and unwrapping stuff, but it's like... Now those drove me crazy, so just saying. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? I have a hard time coming up with this too. So my favorite musical was recently made into a movie, The Last Five Years by Jason Robert Brown. Uh, so I'm kind of going to go with that because the movie adaptation was real good. Awesome. I thought you were going to say Cats. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know who loves uh, that movie? Cats. Zuzu. She loves the new Cats. And, and, and I'm like, I don't want to watch And maybe that. she's the target audience. <laughs> I feel like if you like Cats, we have to question your taste level on something. Uh, I yeah. agree. I, I agree. It's terrible. What's your hidden talent? I have incredible long-term memory for very small details. Um, if I had a dinner with you several years ago and I'll mention something that you brought up that you've completely forgotten about yourself, that happens a lot. Do you sing in the shower? I don't sing in the shower, but I do sing in the car. Okay. What do you sing in the car, though? Uh, a lot of times it's musicals um, or like Florence in the Machine. Um, at a stop sign, depending on when my windows are up or down, I have to decide whether I have whether I get to belt you know, the final notes or not. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Downton Abbey. Okay. Okay. Good that choice. Nowhere near the stars <laughs> or space. Um, I've never seen Star Wars, any of them, ever. And Are I, you purposely not now? or I don't think I would like them. If somebody really, really wanted to see them with me, to see my face when we sat down and watched them, I would. But that hasn't happened. My boyfriend's okay with me not seeing them, so I'm good. It's good. I 
don't like them either. I've watched them only because my family has forced me. But I, I recently uh, read a story where this guy watched all all of them for the first time ever now. And it was funny. He liked the prequels and the, I guess, sequels. The, the first three and the right. ending three better than the original three. Well, I think if you don't grow up with... like if Yeah, you, you have yeah. to grow up with them. There, there's yeah. a difference between, you know, the classical movie sense and all the action of, of the recently made movies. Um, I have I have heard that. So he must not be a classical movie fan. Uh, he, he I have a feeling he probably thought that they were, I guess, slow or cheesy um, because they were a product of their time. Yeah. 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 And he, you know, he doesn't have the nostalgia to like draw them in and all that good stuff. What is your most used emoji on your phone? The shoulder shrug and the laughing so hard I'm crying face. Okay, excellent. I'm very sarcastic um, and cynical sometimes, so so those kind of work for for what I'm going for. Very good. Thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. It was fun to be on this side of the microphone for a little bit. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Thanks. Bye. We're also brought to you today by A-Team Concessions. Just find them on Facebook. Cardinal corn. Cardinal corn. What is cardinal corn? (laughs) Cardinal corn is delicious yummy popcorn that is popped and mixed with caramel corn sauce. (laughs) And some other stuff. And some other stuff. It's yummy. It's delicious. Just eat it. Have you ever had cardinal corn? I have had cardinal corn. It's yummy. It's hard to say because it (laughs) wants to come out as caramel corn. Well, yes. Cardinal corn. Exactly. Because why? Because she made it and sells it at the Cardinal Games, the Ball State Cardinal Games. But there are none of those right now because this world is crazy. So, but you can still get it. And she had all the fans uh, come up to her and call her and Facebook message. How am I going to get this now that I can't go to the ball, ball games? Well, she is. Selling it at the Muncie Makers Market. Yep. That happens on Saturdays. On Saturdays. And you can also get it with beer. Yeah. With beer. Guardian Brewery has partnered with Cardinal Corn and 18 Concessions. And now you can get your beer and your Cardinal Corn together. They still deliver it then? I believe so. Yes. Let's check Facebook. Yeah. Check Facebook on that. I think they still deliver. I'm sure they they still do. (laughs) Uh, And I heard they just came out with a new strawberry ale. That sounds yummy like strawberry i know i want to try it it sounds really good um we should go right now we should it's two o'clock in the afternoon i don't know that they're open <laughs> i wonder if they have some cardinal corn there they probably they might i don't know probably let's go find out all right check them out on facebook so recently a friend of ours posted a um news article all about rachel hollis you know the girl wash your girl face. wash your face yeah yeah which i i read that book I have not. It was good. Uh, it was very, it came, I feel like, from a very privileged standpoint. But hey, that's okay. That's who she is. But she really talked up her marriage, right? Yeah. And how, and how strong how it was. Strong it was and how great it was and all this stuff. And guess what? They're getting They're divorced. getting divorced. <laughs> so that made me think, you know, what kind of persona are we pushing out on our own podcast that we have a perfect marriage and oh, we yeah. have these great kids Everything's and all that perfect, kind of stuff. right? <laughs> Everything's perfect. Are we pushing that narrative out? And uh, really has me concerned because that is not That's true not at all. That's not the case. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is not true. That is so not true. So we really want to make, I feel like we try to portray ourselves as accurately and true as possible, but just like, you know, on... If you're taking a picture, I've been taking a picture every day for this Corona apocalypse, and yes. I, you know, 
I generally try and, you know, I might clean up the background so you can't see my laundry behind my picture of my kid or whatever. Like we, yeah. uh, we tend to just portray the best part of ourselves. We're an Instagram culture now to where you take a photo and everything's perfect. And that's the impression you want to give everybody that everything is perfect. great in your life. But in reality, most of us have everybody has a bunch of stuff. Junk. Everybody's got laundry piled in the background. Like <laughs> you just can't see it. Or they I I mean I tell my kids, all right, somebody do something cute because I need a picture for my Instagram post today. So we just want to make sure everybody knows, guess what? We're not perfect. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now Stephanie, she she brought up uh, even her own family on the uh, podcast earlier. They don't all get along or whatever is happening in there. Same thing. Oh, with, same thing with us. I have three kids, and you barely hear me talk about two of them. Uh, there's a reason. There's for that. reasons for that. Uh, we love them all, <laughs> we and do love them all. Uh, things are complicated. We have a blended family, so we've got you know us, us, and then I had a previous marriage where we had three kids, and that whole thing, right. and two grandkids, and there are some very yeah. complicated. Um, situations super complicated. super complicated some very hairy things going on so you might not see us po talking about that side of things very often we don't post about it we don't talk about it uh just because one it's sad to talk about and i don't want to talk about it be sad. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but, but we didn't want to come off as unauthentic right or yeah. how do you say that unauthentic In, unauthentic In inauthentic inauthentic I don't know. Maybe either one. Um, see, we're often. not perfect. We don't know the right <laughs> words. Words, what are those? We don't know. Uh, you know. But we're not going to talk about our trash. We're right. just not going to right because we're it. also not the kind of people who like there are some people who post every bit of drama and controversy out there on love social dirty media laundry. Dirt i love watching those on facebook I, just to let you know you know what those are the people i hide first <laughs> well not now there's more people i hide first before that <laughs> but i used to used to be the ones i hide first so yeah we you know we're not going to talk about our dirty laundry but we have it like and people are like oh man you and matt you work together you're so great and wonderful it's great we do work together we're fabulous some days i do want to punch you in the throat <laughs> there's some days i just want to leave <laughs> <laughs> I, a couple days ago i was like i'm just gonna leave i'm gonna start walking i may not come back i'm not <laughs> sure i did threaten our dog is super itchy right now and yes. it is the bane of my existence i threatened her i was like dog if you don't stop with the licking and the itching, I'm going to open this door. I'm just going to let you walk out. I do not care. <laughs> you can fend for yourself on the outside and see how how, how you fare. Now, sidetrack real yeah. quick about the itchy dog. You <sighs> actually created a, uh, a cone of shame for it, but uh, it wasn't made out of a cone. Like no, it was a DIY cone of shame. I found it on Pinterest because that's where we find everything. you got to tell people about this. It's a pool noodle. <laughs> it's a bright pink pool noodle that has been cut up. Yeah, I cut it into little like one inch chunks and yep. then I put it through a string and then I tie it really tight around her neck because then no, she, she doesn't tie I, it really tight. I do, but then she like stretches it out because she's a turd because <laughs> she's trying to make me crazy. <laughs> she is not abusing our dog. I just want to put that out I'm there. I'm not abusing the dog. The dog <laughs> is fine. I did threaten to let it go the other day and then Zuzu heard me do it. She's like, don't let my dog run away. I'm like not actually gonna let the dog run away if i want to some days <laughs> thanks for joining us on this episode of gone boss be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag gone boss we're on instagram at gone boss 2k or you can find us on facebook 
just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by A-Team Concessions. Find out more about them by searching on Facebook. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss.